Swamiji, a lot of people suffer from emotions. Can you talk a little bit about how to transform emotions? Well, I'm glad you put it that way, because most people say how to overcome negative emotions, but negative and positive alternate constantly. We have to go beyond emotions. The true state of consciousness is citta, which means feeling. Feeling is intuition, and feeling is beyond emotion. But emotion is disturbed feeling. It's waves on the surface of the of feeling. And all of those are centered in the heart. So the first thing to do, we have to overcome both negative and positive emotions. Because to feel good or to feel badly is still to feel in a, in, in a dream, as though the dream were real. What I mean by good or badly, I mean anger versus forgiveness and all the, just on an emotional level, reactive level. Reaction are based on the ira and pingala in the, in the spine. And actually it's related to the breathing. So that when something that you see in this world is, you react negatively to it, you, you sigh. When you, react, when you see something that you're happy about, let's say a beautiful scene or a good ice cream cone or whatever it might be, like that. And so children, babies, when they're born, they cry before taking their, they have to breathe in before they can breathe out, but their first gesture is a cry. They've got to deal with matter all over again. Well, anyway, what we need to do is concentrate our feeling in the heart and direct that feeling upward toward the brain. When that feeling can be directed toward superconsciousness, then it goes beyond emotion. Emotions in themselves are not good. We need to go beyond that because they're what keep us in maya, Swamiji, in delusion. Swamiji, how does a feeling become an emotion? At what stage? Feeling is the reaction. When you see something and you react to it, you can see a beautiful sunset, you can um, hear a barking dog and be irritated by it. Your reaction is what causes you to feel. You get angry or you feel soothed, but it's still an emotion. You feel fearful or you feel reassured. It's still an emotion. If you go to the point of faith, that's not an emotion because it's not a reaction. So feeling must get away from the, the uh, aspect of reaction. Action and reaction are tied into the breath. And so when you feel good about something, you inhale. And when you feel badly, you sigh. And we need to learn that really, when you see a beautiful sunset, it's not the outer sunset that you're enjoying. It's the ability to enjoy it in yourself. A turtle could look at a sunset and if it thought anything, it might wonder if it was good enough to eat. <laughs> but he wouldn't react in the same way we do. We have these emotions which are much more sophisticated. And uh, they, there's an interesting and fun thing in a, a novel I wrote. It's called The Time Tunnel. Hmm. And toward the end of that, they're up in Satya Yuga in a higher age. And they, during the action, suddenly a UFO lands. Hmm. And it's not from another planet, it's from this planet sent out to other planets. Mm 
And when this person alights, he's a friend of the person who's showing the children around at that in that area. And uh, he speaks about a planet where people are all basically kindly and good and sattvic or uplifting in their consciousness, uplifted in their consciousness. And uh, he asks this man, well, what do they do for excitement? What do they do? Well, they serve. And they try to serve the lower animals because there's no one else to serve. They don't need service. (laughs) And so he saw a little child of six trying to give its bliss to a worm. And the worm sort of raised up and shivered. (laughs) (laughs) And that raising up is what I'm talking about. The positive reaction. And when you don't like a thing, it isn't the thing that you don't like. It's your reaction that makes it that way. So the first and the most important thing in dealing with this world is always to understand that it begins with you. When people irritate you, it's not they who are irritating you, it's you who are irritating yourself (laughs) by your reaction. And when you're happy with things, it's not those things that are making you happy, you're making yourself happy. (laughs) But Swami, it seems like some people have a gift for irritating one. (laughs) Well, you know, there was a saint, I think I told this on this program before, who used to constantly be criticized by somebody. And one day that person died, and a disciple of the saints came and said, your master, your enemy, this critic has died. And the saint said, oh, I'm so sad. My best friend, my critic, who the only one who was willing to tell me my faults, he's gone. What'll I do now? But it was all in his reaction. Mm -hmm. So, in fact, if people have that particular gift, and of course, some people are experts and geniuses, (laughs) but you should be thankful for them. And anybody who really gets your goat, thank him. Because you have to learn to realize that there is nothing in what he's doing that's causing you that upset. It's in yourself. You're allowing your, your ego to be affected. Give up your ego to God. Just tell God it's all a part of your dream. I don't mind what you do to me. And that then becomes a question also of the the sufferings that you undergo. Give them to God. You'll find that you can endure just about anything, in fact anything. Swamiji, you talked about the breath and inhalation when we're excited and so on. Is the breath a key to trying to control or work with those emotions? The breath is the the breathing in the astral spine, in your the body that you have when you keep with you when you leave your physical body. The breathing there, there's no air in the astral world. The breathing is in these currents in the spine, the ira and the pingala, as they're called in the Sanskrit. And the physical breath is is allied to that ira and pingala. So that when you inhale, the energy takes at least a spurt upward. And when you in- exhale, the energy takes a spurt downward. Swami, this is a very odd question, but in, the, in this world, our breathing has a certain rhythm, so many breaths per minute or whatever. Does that movement continue in the astral world, in the astral body? It continues to the extent that you have retained your emotions. When you go beyond that, 
because you don't become a saint just by dying. Mm -hmm. So when you go to the higher regions, people have risen above emotion. But ordinarily in the astral world, people, your emotions are actually much stronger. So people feel more emotional highs, but also more emotional lows. Going back to the breath for a second, is it possible for us to consciously slow the breath and then help overcome an emotional state? It, uh, you know, Kriya Yoga is a technique that my guru taught in America. There are many Kriyas. This is the Kriya Yoga of Lahiri Mahashai of Benares. In that Kriya, you concentrate in the spine and deliberately try to bring the energy in the spine and make the breath slower in rhythm with that breath, with that rising and lowering current. And in that way, you slowly can bring the breath to a, to a halt. Finally, in a state of superconsciousness, you don't breathe and your mind is completely equal. Swami, speaking of superconsciousness, can you describe that state? Because I think that's a bit unfamiliar for a lot of people. Well, that's the normal state. The conscious and the subconscious are the abnormal state. This world is an abnormal state. <laughs> and uh, your, your higher self, your soul, that part of you which, is, uh, um, which comes from God, that is superconscious. God, superconscious is intuitive. When it comes down to a conscious level, it breaks that knowledge up into rational uh, pieces. Mm. And you have to put things together logically, but there's no longer that flow there. So it sounds like the essence of our self-awareness is feeling. And that feeling goes outward in emotion. Does that sound right? Yes. If it's going outward, it's going into emotions. The inward feeling is its intuition. And what makes it go outward? Re reactions, desires. Because desire too is a reaction. If you can see this world and not be touched by it. You know, <clears throat> I met a saint in Puri many years ago. He was 132 years old, so he must have achieved something to live that long. But he said to me, you shouldn't enjoy anything. And I said, you know you mean not even enjoy a sunset? No, nothing. Uh, what a dry approach. Hmm. My guru taught us to enjoy everything with the joy of God. So always discriminate that your joy is here, not there. Hmm. And I think that's a much more beautiful path. I can't negate the other. It's after all, it did produce a saint. But I don't like it. It's, uh, it's dry. So one doesn't exactly enjoy suffering particularly though. You can enjoy suffering. Look at the novels that come out. Well, look at World War II. The novels that came out after that were, most of them probably, many of them certainly, were all about the war. You'd think that would be the one thing people would want to get away from. And people remember, some gloatingly almost, as if I've suffered more than you have, there are two sides to everything. In suffering, there's also a certain amount of joy. There's excitement, there's pleasure. You can't get away from it because duality means that the, there are two sides to every coin. And so, um, when you feel happy in an emotional way, there's also pain, like 
that uh, Spanish song, Bésame Mucho, Como Se Fuera Esta Noche La Última Vez. Kiss Muse does this for the last time ever. And uh, because it's always in that full worldly fulfillment, that thought, I'm going to lose it. I can't keep this, or will I keep it? And that fear that you'll lose it. So in every emotion, its opposite is already always inherent. And even great pain, somehow there's a level... Um, Benvenuto Cellini, he was a great Italian artist, sculptor, and he was thrown into a dungeon by the Pope. And he said later, if you want to know what joy is, arrange to be thrown in a dungeon, have nothing but a damp mattress, rats running all over the floor, you can only read the Bible one hour and then you can pray the rest of the day. He said, arrange to be in that situation and you'll know what joy is.